And then when it's time to go live, you've got a couple tools in your pocket. So it's not like you're walking in, we throw a bag over your head, and we start beating the crap out of you with, like, uh, wiffle ball bats. Oh, i got to restructure my class. <laughs> okay, guys, Splendid Torch Podcast. Professor Pete here. Got the old man. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, I'm doing well, man. It's Monday. Today's a big day for us. We, we, we're supposed to close on the building today, which How's is always sound? always fun. You get to sit there, and you, it's one of those times where you sign your name so many times in a row. It's like Rowad. Yes. Rowad. Like after like the <laughs> first dozen, you don't even remember how you sign your name. You start forgetting like how it's spelled. Yep. It's going to be fun. It's the scribble. I got to get one of those stamps. Just bump, <laughs> yeah. bump. You need the big rubber one. Nah, dude. I want, I want to go like louis the eighth and just have like uh like one of the wax seals there you go you know That's like the drip the it. wax and stamp it stamp it um but man you know like anything else they're screwing around somebody dropped the ball here it wasn't me for once hey you know i did all my clerical stuff they're like they're scrambling to get one more document out of like 719 documents oh that's it coming down to the wire but it'll be all good and then um dude hitting the ground running yeah Talk to Drew Rico today. He'll have dumpster there for me. That's nice. Yeah, dude, it's good. It's good having friends in high places. It is right. Like everybody, you need certain friends. Everybody should have like friend on the inside with the police department. Yeah. You know, for like the golden cards. <laughs> yes. You need uh, you need a friend in sanitation. Yeah, absolutely. Especially for dumpsters, man. That's yeah, because they can run you ragged. And... Yeah, dude, and you know availability issues. Yeah. But, Drew's the man. He if you guys don't sound. know Drew, he runs like one of the biggest demolition companies in yeah. like the Northeast, crushing it. Huge. He also I see happens, it everywhere too. Yeah, he also happens to be one of the toughest bastards. <laughs> yes. Remember rolling with him, dude? He, How, was, he nails, was nails, dude. Yeah. He was a white belt, one stripe, and you're like scrambling, like the hell, man. Yeah, and, that wrestler uh, mentality. Yeah, I have a good picture of him beating up on somebody really bad. Uh, it was like one of the first ones that I used for all of our ads. Those ads didn't hit for some reason. I don't know. I don't know if it's because what that was. Somebody was getting their arm ripped off. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Drew's nail. He got good hands, too, man. Mm-hmm. He could box. He had a good game, all-around game. Yeah. He's like, man, open up in Deptford. I'm getting soft. <laughs> I'm like, eventually. That's next, dude. Next Don't get too up. fat next on me. Um, yeah, dude, so we're going to move full speed ahead with, with that. Gallagher will come in and, and do, like, the minor, you know, put the wall up, and if I can ever get him back on the phone. I think that's – I think uh, if anybody knows Mike, if Mikey there, if G. If there's one weak link in this, that in this be, chain of getting yeah, the new school be. going. Yes, it would be. But you take care of your own, dude. Gallagher's an OG. He's going to get my business anytime I, I can. So yes. that's where we're at. I think we all do the same thing anytime there's – let me call Mike. It's the way to Mike? do it, man. you yeah. got to take care of your community. And and one of the things that I'm very adamant about is I don't I don't take handouts or freebies. Like yeah. when, I, when I work with my friends and, you know, like our community and our tribe yeah. – it's because I want to support you. One of the things, maybe this will be ill-received only because it's 2021. But if you notice, like, very tight-knit, um, like, ethnic communities, such as, like, probably the most obvious examples, like the the Hasidic, like, Orthodox yes. Jewish population, they only do business with each other. Yes. And therefore, they they support each It's like they have their own, like, yep. little economy. Maybe to a lesser extent, you see, I saw this a lot in Trenton with some of our uh, record, RABJJ students, like the Muslim population. Yeah. They they help oh. them, they support each other. Yeah. Which, from the outside looking in, you could look at that in, in a negative light, but why would that's positive? Like yeah, you take positive. care of your community, exactly. right? Um, and everybody does that in a sense. At yeah. least they should, right? You network. 
Yeah, you and take you care like, of your friends, your family first, man. Right, but I like to take that one step further. Like we have like the McQBJJ business, business network. Yeah. That's what I like about this. Yeah. And like you should take care of each other, but that doesn't mean you reach out like, hey man, you're my buddy. Like what's, I expect twenty percent of friends off. and family. Yeah, yeah. This it's the opposite. Like exactly. hey, you do your very best work for me, and I will pay you top dollar exactly. for it. That's that's the trade off. That's yeah. the relationship how it should be. Yeah. So that's where we're at, man. That's exciting awesome. times. I'm, you know, nervous, of course. It's very exciting. Very exciting. I sent you a text last night because I know I was giddy. Yeah. And I'm like, man, it's just, you know, when you really, when you think about it, and, you know, we've been here seven years, seven and a half seven years. Seven and a half. You know, and you think about, you know, from, we always talk about, you know, the 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 sticker in the middle of the mat that everybody's slipping and face planting. What a great idea! That was that a was. brilliant hey, idea. Let's Sign put a, this let's put a slip and slide. We had an extra waiver. The <laughs> there was many a face. I plant. don't know if you noticed, but by the end of that thing, that thing had a uh, a long like life. It, did, it it was three years at least. We it was because we were the, we all... were pulling it off. I remember you remember and I were night? pulling it off. Dude, yeah. we were here till like eleven o'clock <laughs> with that with, thing off. with the goo gone. Like if you guys don't know what we're talking about. At the academy, you guys all see on our on the walls. We have those big McQBJJ vinyl stickers. Yeah. You know, I was all about branding in the first <laughs> couple months we were here, so I had one put on the floor. And I think he used like uh, NASA grade, <laughs> like, like this stuff from it keeps uh, us the tiles on the uh, space shuttle from Christmas Vacation when yes. he sprays it on <laughs> the epoxy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, after a few months, I realized how much of a mistake it was. The kids were just all concussed. You know, anytime we did standing guard passes, it was it was a disaster. What was funny was when we would roll on it. You know, you're like your center center stage on the mat, yeah. and you you know, to a certain degree, you're going. All right, I'm right in the middle of everybody. All you hear is slip, pow, <laughs> yeah. slap, pow. It got to the point where I purposely was always the one rolling in the middle, just because like if I get paralyzed it's from that, fine. It's, it's, it's your fine. House. Whatever. But you think about you know from. I mean, before my foot went through the wall after that comp class, there was no mat on the wall. No. Then, you know, the idea of uh, the sporting card guy leaving, we get mat too. Well, dude, I couldn't afford to put a mat on the wall yeah. is the thing. <laughs> like I would have. Yeah. And then my dumb ass came around and I, I, I helped you, I did, help you, you with the decision making. Yeah. You did put your foot through that, <laughs> that vinyl sticker. That was, I so got it was the just two a plain points, wall. With I got a, the two points. I want to put that dig, That was a good takedown. You, and you launched Dom. Big time. Which was hard to do, man. He was that a fantastic was another, wrestler. I, you know what? I, that's one of the things that I think about. And, you know, anytime we look at the old pictures going way back where, you know, there's the massive class where it's Josh who's 10 or 11, he's training with the adults. Yeah. And there's only like seven or eight of us. Mm -hmm. And then you think of the guys who were in that group. And we, I mean, we still have Parent and Brando, you know, are still around, but we lost some nails. We did. We, did. we lost a lot of guys that were just awesome. Dude, the ones I think about them often, and I still consider them like part of the the tribe though that's the thing like yeah they it, never lose their place the, the two biggest examples of that are gallagher yeah who's always like one step away from coming back i i he really comes in for a noon class once a quarter i, I think. believe he'll be back <laughs> and then andrew cunningham i miss andrew. i don't think he'll come back but the door is always open for him i don't know if you saw he was in puerto rico yeah yeah he's wearing the mcqbjj yeah, rash always, guard he's like always representing ocean. well he better cover up that's the first thing because he, he needs burst a smock he needs a, the, the kitchen gown that my grandmother used to wear to cover his pink pigment yeah. ass yeah man it's um i was driving today and i, I purposely like i had to go to the bank and, and do all that kind of stuff and yeah 
I purposely did not put on any music, did not listen to a podcast, just kind of sat in the silence in my car. Yeah. Because it's moments like this where it's, all right, let's take stock of what we wanted to do, where we yeah. started, wh where we're going, what we're accomplishing. Yeah. It was, it's a big one, man. We're version, we're, we're, we're about to enter version 2.0. Big software. It's a big upgrade. I mean, dude, we're in version like 11.5. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, I, I agree with that. I agree that to a certain degree, but I'm like, what's the, what's the Microsoft one that failed? Which one? ME? <laughs> no, he had one. <laughs> oh, what was it called? Vista? No, I don't Wis know. Windows Vista. Yeah, was that was it? the one that was they like were like, terrible? I'm not using this. No. But I, I, I think in the grand scheme of things, version one was basically, I guess... I don't want to get too geeky, but I, we're definitely up there. We're, I yeah. guess you could say, but I, I'm looking more version 2.0 as version 2 is the new building. The new, it's a new beginning. This this is version 2.0 in the sense that it's an obvious transformation. Yes. Because it's a physical location. But the truth is we've had many iterations, improvements, all improvements. I'm about to geek out on you. So you have. This is going to be like software I'm shit. I'm not going to get too geeky, but you, you were basically, we had the, this has been. Version one. Is my phone gonna stop working after this? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna interject some serious. Uh, oh boy, bad code on that thing. Then no, I mean we had the major iteration was opening the doors. Yeah, and everything that took place while behind these doors, no matter whether it was major, adding on to the other two and three mats, they're still under the version one. The version two, and I could really break it down for you. You know, I would say version two came out when I when I hired Tony. That's all under version one, my friend. You think so? That's version 1.1, 1 .1, to all be right. honest with you. And then you can even say uh, when, you know, you have, the, you have the staff, that's version 1.5 or whatever. And then just hitting those different milestones uh, as far as students goes, that's all under like 1.1.2. 1 .1 I stuff see that. With, You know what I'm saying? The Here's version the, two, it, and I always containerize things because that's what I've done, you know, in my job for many, many a year. Uh, Many, Did you just make a up moment. a word? Did you say containerize? It's containerized is what it is. Um, Did, you so that? In Did you make that up? I did not. It's used. Is that I, a I Canadian think. thing? It's cana from Canada. No, a container. Uh, a container is like um, basically if you're getting ready to compile all your software. You're getting ready to, you know, you got this big major release coming out. You containerize. You put everything in one environment and it's going. You to totally. I was just going to say that. I know you were. I could geek out on you. I, look, you're onto something because we talked about the last episode where I don't know something's changing. Like I can feel that change in a good way, man. Bright new day. Because change is not always good, you know. Sometimes, and I've seen this. And like and sometimes people, you you get to a certain point and like you start realizing all your goals and your dreams, and and there's like sometimes a, a slide after that. Yeah. And for me, it's quite the opposite. I don't know if you guys can tell, like I'm more excited about teaching than I've ever been. I'm more excited about improving everything than I've ever been. Yeah. So this is gonna be, it's gonna be version two. So I think you're right. Yeah. But I feel different. I feel like we're in like a new epoch. It is. You know what I mean? And it's good, dude. Here's what I'm, I'm starting to realize. Like I'm finally able to kind of just take a step back. There's no chaos. There's no like, I don't have like a million things running through my head. I'm starting to see things so much more lucid and, and clearly how to improve everybody's life. Yeah. At That's least try. Cause you're I in that state. saying that, dude, because who the F am I? Yeah. But you, you are. You, you're well, in, you're I always had jujitsu was the thing. Yes. But you're in that state of calm where if you, uh, you see it in movies and, you know, 
that where this guy's just in he's in he's like zen and yeah. then there's just total mayhem happening all around him, right. but you're just zen you're right there you know where you are right now you know where you're going it's like the yeah. road is paved it's lined you're going all the mayhem is just trying to get everything on track. Yeah, dude, I was... It's all around you. I'm not going to... I don't want to speak in hyperbole, but there were many years there where I was kind of, like, shell-shocked. And not just from, like, the weight of having a school and that was growing so quickly, not even with the weight of, you know, being responsible for everybody's progress and all these things, which that's weighty and that's heavy, but I've been doing that forever. It was more like self-imposed shell-shock where I wouldn't let my brain rest. Like, I was always just constantly... Always almost like a little level of like anxiety of like I forgot my car keys kind of feeling. Yeah. Like shit, what should I be doing for the school? Oh, what am I missing? What am I missing? Always. You know you do the phone wallet keys yeah. when you leave? One, two, three. Right, phone yep. wallet keys. I always had that feeling at all times. Like I'd be putting Avery to sleep and I'd be like going over like the advanced curriculum. All right, if we do this, yeah. we could break that down. What if we change what if we change the whole thing? I always had that too. Like, what yeah. if we flip the whole thing? What am I? What do I, do I need to think outside the box? Well, you would bring that up to us. Yes, yeah. guys. guys I'm, I'm thinking because you remember we went from 16 to 18. I think it was what a week oh, yeah, the yeah, curriculum. Yeah. And we were adding on stuff. Yeah, and then and then I was like, let's bring it down to 14. We'll yeah. combine top pins into one week. It's just so much of that yeah. where it, I didn't need to do that. And yeah. now that like, I don't know. I'm I'm past that foolish like. Uh, Busybody stuff, mm -hmm. like trying to reinvent the wheel. You have a quality framework that, that I think works. that might be it. I think that's what it is. You, you've established, and it takes. I don't care what it is. I mean, we could bring it back to software. It, it, it takes a long time to establish a solid base to work with. Yeah, but here's the thing. I'm holding my phone right now. If you guys can't tell, okay. I don't know if you can see your soul. I can't see. Hold on. This is an iPhone. Is it's, that dude? It does. Like it's it's definitely sharper. Has more capabilities. But does this look very different than when Steve Jobs showed you this the first time? I mean, no, right? Yeah. So, so I think you're right. And and the mistake with the iPhone is they they're just pumping out new versions all the time. Where from one version to the next, sometimes there's not much difference at all. So why do it? Yeah, there's very why even do it? Money. <laughs> That's why they do. It. Right, right. The, because because the, if they don't do it, speaking. If you think about what goes into it, maybe they upgrade the glass. They put the Gorilla Glass in. They upgrade you know the I'm processor chip, a little yeah. more memory, stuff like that. But if in the grand scheme of things, that's not a major upgrade. No, but but the upgrades that we make is like every couple months when we all sit down together yeah. and like we're like, all right, what are we doing well? What do we have to fix? Like those very random and pretty like rare staff meetings. Like we don't do con like regular staff meetings, but when we do them, they change everything. Yeah. That's when that like point two, point three comes out. Yeah. So our iterations of like our quote unquote product, it's really all of us like individually just getting better. Like yes. you becoming a better instructor, yeah. like, you know, James uh, being a better leader, lear like learning how to command and things like that. Yeah. I gotta tell you, that's, I, I do their self-reflection. And I don't go very far back because I have a bad memory. I'm old, like no. I, I, I thought because it showed. Dude, did you see Biden fall asleep with the? Israeli I was just Biden? texting Carlo about that. I'm like the stones it takes. He's like, oh man. And the, did you see the look on the Israeli prime minister's face? So he's you like, hear his voice, his sleeping. inflection. He's I going up and down. Sleeping. He's like kind of like wake up, wake up, yeah. wake up. Uh, that was a total embarrassment. Uh, I, what are you going to do? Instant. I can't, I'm not going to get into <laughs> what politics. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, 
But again, if, you know, I, and we've talked about it before, you know, it pops up in memories. And that's the one thing I like about the Facebook memories where these things pop up. Yeah. And it was, you were away. And we've talked about it before. And I had that first class. And Melissa was like, oh, he's going to have a stroke or yeah. whatever. But I think about where I was then. And I think about where I was a couple years later, you know, and running the Nogi Fundamentals class and stuff like that. And where I've gone to, you know, even as this last weekend and the last couple weekends before, where, you know, I, I, I've, I've had people say stuff to me. They go, Coach, man, you just show me stuff. And I, I'm like, well, I guess I'm, I'm on the right path. Yeah, There's dude, plenty of improvement. In terms of being an instructor, you, light years, light years ahead of where you were. Yeah. But man, like being able to command a room, like to to have a presence, yes, that's huge. That's the hardest part of this whole thing. Yeah, and teaching jujitsu yeah. is not the hard part, right? No, especially when it's like, yeah, it's having like the the stones and the, the confidence and and being like, you know, comfortable in your own skin enough. You start off at open mic night. Yeah, you know, you start off at yes. open mic night. You go up and you fail and you take a rest and you keep going and going and going. You know, in the first time you're you're teaching a class and you're like, well, Alan's always sweating like a yeah. <laughs> like he's in the sauna, but you get to the point where you're like, I'm not sweating as much right now. Yeah, I'm not sweating, much. dude. I you feel right. comfortable. I was teaching on Friday. I taught the noon class on Thursday and Friday, and Friday, uh, Doctor Leon came in. He had to get his knee brace, and he was like, um, he was like, do you do you prepare like your speeches? So he was referring to Wednesday, we had bell promotions, yes. which we'll dive into because I want to talk about some of the things that I brought up. And he was like, you know, do you, do you think about what you're going to say? Do you prepare? Do you do any like, kind of like research? And I was like, I don't. Once upon a time, like way back when, I would kind of scribble out a couple like themes that I would want to touch on. Yeah. And I would leave it on the clipboard. But those days are, are long gone. And because his question was, you know, he does a lot of teaching. So yeah. he's a surgeon, of course. Like, I think maybe for everybody in the medical field, at one point you have to you have to teach the uh, like the, the residents and yeah, all the these people, right? So. But he really likes it, and he gets a lot of fulfillment out of it. And he was like, he's like, I try not to just talk about surgery, like cotton and things like that. He's like, I want to inspire these people. I want to like you know change their lives and and like be impactful when I'm giving them speeches. But you know, the older guys, the ones that are about to be surgeons in like a month, yeah. they're like, shut the hell up. Yeah. You know, the young guys are like hanging on your every word. And, I don't know, man. He, I think he was being very complimentary. And you know me, I like to deflect. But he was like, how do you do it? And the biggest part of it is experience. Yeah. Just being up in front of somebody and, and talking. Um, but my advice to, to him was this. like, Just like how I let, let jiu-jitsu do, do the heavy lifting in terms of trying to influence people and change their lives, I've got like the greatest hits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, There's only five or six themes that I'll touch on in a speech for jiu-jitsu. Because really, there's only five or six themes in jujitsu. Yeah. And then there's only five or six themes really in the fucking world. Yeah. You know, if you boil everything down. But as long as you kind of stick to that and add in a little bit of like, you know, of course, comfort through experience yeah. and authenticity, like you're good. You're good. And I, I bring that up because of what he said. But in the wake of a, of a belt ceremony, I always like to point out, I feel the need to point out that I hate doing that. Yeah. I hate doing it, man. Like but I hate... I don't like being the sage on the stage, and I don't like having to like. You're not though. Well, no, I try not to be, but but the other thing I always point out is the the situation demands it. You know, like yeah. belt, the belt ceremony 
it requires somebody to point out how, how important it is, it is. Yeah. and how hard and what they've done and they've accomplished. Yeah, dude. And it really, I, I will, I always, and you know, I'm always going to go back to the military because back when Caesar would speak to us, <laughs> no, anytime, and again, I always bring it back to this, but anytime the commanding officer talks, you know, for the most part, everybody's just listening. They're, they're getting directive. They're getting information. There's a, there's an update taking place. There's information being disseminated. And when you talk and you, you take time and you speak about somebody and, and you know, you, you bring up these points, there's dissemination of information uh, throughout the ranks. Yeah. And it's, for one, that person feels a little more ingrained in what's going on here. They feel a little oh, bit I more of so. a tribe. And, and I think that really, man, that adds so much weight to what's going on here. And it's, you're just saying it. You know, it's not that you're the sage on the stage. You're, I'm just uncovering the truth. Like, you're uncovering for everybody. Right. I'm the lead instructor here. I'm telling you, this is this is this guy. This yeah. is this this woman. This is what they are. And what happens is, is when somebody goes to train with that person, they go, oh, okay, yeah, I guess right. you're right. This guy does have grips from hell. This guy is very technical. This, guy, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, dude, I, I want to point out. I start all these things. You provide us a cheat sheet. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go, and a little bit of direction, a little yeah. bit of a map. But uh, every time I'm about to talk for a long period of time, you you notice how I always say I'm going to try to make this quick, and I do, man. Yeah, like I do. I especially since we've been doing this podcast, you can probably tell. If I get going on something, I, I, I got a lot to say. Yeah. But usually I, I, I don't like it. But the belt ceremony is always a little bit different. But I always start with, look, I'm going to try and make this short and sweet. Yeah. I'm going to try not to talk too much. However, like people that earn their belts, they deserve they for deserve me to their... talk about them no matter how long that might take. They deserve their moment. So if that means spotlight. everybody has to sit on their ass for like another seven or eight minutes, so be it. Um, and a, a lot of things happen. Like you said the information gets disseminated, yeah. right? These, these somewhat, somewhat mysterious concepts, these somewhat like lofty theories, these like jujitsu philosophies, left unsaid can remain a mystery to people, right? Eventually, like when you're training long enough, you uncover these things. Mm -hmm. But we talk about the importance of being able to articulate what's happening. So you understand the power of like, you just want you should be able to put some words together to to define what it is you're feeling. Yes. And the other side of that is we're propping up these people for this friggin' accomplishment because it deserves it. It's a very big deal. Now the blue belts. I, it used to be once upon a time I made a speech about every single belt that I gave out. You can't do that. I can't anymore. do it anymore. It's just we would have been there till. Not only that, just those days are over, man. Like yeah. you know, you guys teach most of the the white belt classes. I teach all the advanced classes. Yeah. I like that that uh, you know structure. I think that's how it should be done. Um, but that's just kind of one of the downsides of of having the structure that we have. Is like I don't have that very tight relationship with somebody from white belt to blue belt anymore. Yeah. You know, but once you get your blue belt, it's not going to take long before we're thickest thieves and i know every freaking thing about you but that that also adds uh, a little more weight to the belt right where it's like you graduated you graduated now you're bigly good you're let's in the, go yeah you got your uh, no more training wheels there's no more you know hands off no you stepped up you're going on the mat you're going to go next door you're going to spend all your time there for the most part yeah and so much more response. That Saturday was great because we got we had the belt ceremony on Wednesday, meaning yes. there won't be another advanced class for a few days because yeah. Thursday night is intermediate. Yep. 
Saturday we had a, like a handful of those new blue belts in, in the advanced class, and then afterwards they were all like, "Whoa, yeah, that was awesome," you know, because one of the big things like Uncle Dave pointed out, he was like, he's like, "Man, like it's still structured, but it's like uh, you're kind of just talking to us." Yeah, I'm like, that's the the truth, because now you're my classmate. Yeah, before when you're a white belt, we can't give you any wiggle room. Because if you give a white belt an inch, he's going to take a mile, and it's yeah. going to be disastrous. Exactly. No offense, white belts. So there's a reason it's so hyper-structured when you're in that fundamentals program. Man, once you come next door with me, things are different. I put a ton of responsibility on your back. Yeah. You better be alert, awake, alive, and aware. Like, you better be on point. You better be paying attention. And, you know, you better be ready to put in some work. Yeah. But with that, that freedom and that responsibility, there's a lot more excitement a lot more fulfillment yeah it's just cool man it's it's also it's it's really it's that moment where you go wow i'm an adult now it's no longer we're just going to do this takedown and this that it's like you do any upper body takedown we're going to drill it back and forth you know don't finish it to the mat and we're going to go from there so yeah uh advanced class is a big step up everything yes. changes you're all growing up but uh real quick before we you know get too far away from the belt ceremony i want to point some things out like one of the things that we brought up so i talk about those greatest hits one of the ones that i'm really leaning into lately is you know the idea that what we have here jujitsu should be constructive and not destructive yes which is it's kind of confusing right it seems contradictory because we're li- we're literally learning how to break people in here we're literally learning how to break other people. And in that process, it's it's very uh, demanding on your body. You get banged up, right? A little bit. Sure. Sure. A <laughs> little bit. There's about $180,000 worth of surgery in this room In this alone. room right now. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we're bad examples. But uh, you know what I mean when yeah. I say constructive and destructive. I'm not talking completely metas- metaphysically, right? Not completely... Uh, some of it's tangible, like you're, you look more fit, you feel more fit, you can protect yourself. These things you can touch and feel. Um, but when I say it's constructive, like that means is your outside life, like your normal life, is it getting better? It should be. It should be, man. Especially now. Like I just read that, uh, like uh, Avery put out the Jiu-Jitsu Times article with that, that girl. Yeah. Did you read it? I, I it's, it's disgusting. It, I started. This guy's a dirtball. Yeah. I, I have no, I, I have no patience for that. I, it's really just, I, I mean, I don't even know where to go with it. Yeah, you might not want to read the article because she really gets um, deep in depth. And uh, Avery's so good too when she she does those. Articles. Dude, she's a good reporter. Like she's a journalist, man. Um, but anyway, dude, the 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 reason I bring that up is because, and rightfully so, like there was some like a reckon, reckoning in the jiu-jitsu world. Yeah. And we had a, like a staff meeting the other day. You weren't here because we purposely didn't invite you. But I was talking to the other guys like... Keep an eye on Pete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he fell asleep in a meeting the other day. He went Biden on it. Yeah. Um, I was like, look, we're not going to... We're not gonna, like. There's a lot of stuff floating around the jiu-jitsu zeitgeist from like all the meme sites and things yeah. like that that like... You know, earning a belt doesn't mean you're a good person. And there's a lot of shitheads out there, and which I agree with. I don't, I don't disagree with it. Yeah. But I know that the danger in diving too deeply into that is you throw the baby out with the bathwater. And, and the truth is jujitsu is this amazing transformative thing. And the truth is for me personally, for me personally, I can only speak from experience. Almost every 
you know, like leader in jujitsu that I've ever met has been a, like a good person, like yeah. a great person. And, and I'm going to subscribe to that. Yeah. And I can really only control one thing. And then like, like one A and one B, one C one, number one is me. Yes. I've got full control of myself and you know, I can promise you that I'm going to be nothing but like a source of light in this, in this world, in this jujitsu community. And one A, one B, one C, one D. It's one A is Tony, one B is you, one C is battle, and so on and so forth. I've got pretty damn close influence on you guys. So our thing is, we're not going to subscribe to that. We're not even going to like entertain the idea that that we need to have like uh, sensitivity training and things. You guys already have been vetted for five, six, seven years. You guys yeah. are vetted, like. We're moving forward full steam ahead. You guys are, are, you know, positive. You know who we are. I know who you are, we've, man. And and this is the other thing where, you know, we, we've talked about it. You hear it all the time. Who you are comes out on the mats. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, to yes. A, to, to, to a degree, you know if somebody's kind of a... You know if they're a dick. Yeah. Here, here's what you can figure out. Let This is a good conversation. Let's figure this out, man. Um. What can you learn about somebody's character just through training? You can learn if they are duplicitous to a certain degree, um, not just through training, but usually like if they're talking shit about what happened in training after, yeah. they're probably a two-faced uh, scumbag. Yes. You could tell if they're cowards, yeah. which is a big red flag. You can tell if they're like weak-minded. You could tell if they're strong-willed. Yeah. You know, you could tell uh, – you could tell if they're giving, if they're supportive, if they're caring. You could tell if if they're uh, able to like pull the line, like a guy like Professor Steve. Yeah, he does nothing but like help people around them, right? Like yeah. a well placed joke. He made a joke with Steven the other day, and we had the whole. Pl- you weren't here because you yeah. don't train anymore, but actually, none of the coaches were training because you guys were all fucking bombs. I, what did I have Saturday? I don't care. Yeah, it's, it's it wasn't that important. Oh, it was Jack. I had to get Jack. Yeah. Anyway, I was here training, but anyway, um. You know, we're all lined up, and Steven's coming in a little bit late. And if you guys don't know, like, you know, Steven, he's autistic, yeah. right? It's nothing to be ashamed about. Nope. It's, But he's not a mascot, dude, is, is the thing I want to point out. And the, I, I've seen in the past, like, I've been doing this a long time, where good-intentioned and all, and, like, you're doing it from an altruistic place, but when you babify, babyfy these, you know, people like Steven, yeah. It's it's doing him such a disservice, and it's condescending. It is condescending. That's but, what I was but just Steve doesn't say. do that, man. He no. made it like Steven's coming on the mat in front of everybody. Steven's like, you know, I'm coming for you today, and then he's like, yeah, I'd like to see you try, and like, he's just right there with him, like yeah. that back. Everybody's cracking up, and it was just perfect. Like Steve knows how to play that that elder statesman role. He's got his role. He does it very well. Yeah, dude. So you can learn a lot about somebody's character like that, yeah. and and then you you learn more about Steve and like his personal background and. And like where he's lived and and what he's done, and you find out, oh wow, there's a lot of congruency there. Yeah. There are a lot of parallels. Like it's not an isolated incident that he's so helpful and and like caring on the mat because he's like that outside the the exactly. jujitsu school. Yeah. So the point is, like you can learn a lot about somebody. Unfortunately, there are there are sociopaths out there. There are sociopaths. Yeah, like people that are uh, pretty goddamn good at fooling you, They're faking it. Yeah, which is a scary thing, and I understand that. So, you know, you always operate under under that kind of assumption that there's always going to be monsters somewhere. But 
for the most part, man, you can really learn a lot about somebody here. And you, I think we do. I think we do our. We've, I think, as a group, and I want to say the group, I mean the leadership, because we, it's our job to identify and point things out. Look, I feel a little uncomfortable with yeah. this or that. <clears throat> where you say, we, I, there, I just think there's been times we're gonna do. You got to keep an eye on so and so because yeah. And, usually, and, usually and that's, that's the whole like, weeding out process. That's yeah, the vetting process that takes place, and that's and again we go back to this before. Be, people get vetted out. It's it's it happens. It happens at every academy. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes in that brings not the best, highest grade of quality character, or I would just say gasoline for the fire, they get vetted out. Dude, we would never. the The big thing is we would never protect somebody like that. Yeah. That's the big thing. That's what the scary thing that came out from this whole thing with the fight sports team was this guy was like the professor, you know, he took advantage, class. took advantage of an underage girl. And then when the managers of the school caught wind of it, they protected him, told her, like, keep her mouth shut. So that, like their their careers didn't get affected. There's another one. You got to like they're going to get theirs. Hanger, Josh Hanger put, put up a post about those two people. The, the one guy. He's already back in Brazil. Yeah. Hopefully, somebody will get their hands on him. But that, like, uh, husband-wife couple or boyfriend-girlfriend couple, that the managers that were protecting this guy. Yeah. Hanger put out this thing, like, you know, they're in Texas. I know where they live. Like, anybody down there, if you want to handle it for me, go ahead. I'm yeah. sure, you know, somebody will take care of this guy. We have a uh, – uh, it's known as the guard pool crew. The guard pool crew, which is uh, Julian Battle and myself. And it's usually just – Sending stuff back and forth, different takedowns, stuff we see on uh, InstaFace. And I think it was Battle pointed up. Th- this very similar thing happened at AOJ, evidently. Really? Yeah. That was uh, quiet. Yeah. I think it was AOJ. And uh, I'm trying to find it right now. But it was very similar where uh, it was brought up and then they were just, they would criminalize the parents, the family. It was, the girl leaves and goes to... Checkmat, I think it was, and it happened there again. Oh. Same situation. I'll find it. I'll send it to you because my uh, dial-up's not working on my phone. Well, here, here, the lesson is this, man, and I don't like reading these things. I don't like reading these things, but I'm going to be incredibly transparent right now. It's your job to read it. It's though. my job too for a lot of things. Like one is when you feel that like that guttural kind of like disgust with it. It's like a teachable moment. Like yeah. it, it leaves an impression on you, right? So you're ever vigilant. But when you dive into it about like how the, they handled it on their end, it's so it's easy to like Monday morning quarterback. I mean, that's obvious. That's they blew that one. But what I'm saying is, you see how people handle it, and like you get to be like, oh, you fucked up. Yeah. And then like somebody comes in and does it the right way and cleans, it, and you're like, oh, okay. That was smart. That was the right way to do that. Because dude, we all have like our knee jerk reactions. Yeah. And these these idiots. They let that, oh, shit, like, self-preservation thing, they just ran with it, which you can't, obviously, you can't do that. God damn. So the lesson is, like, when you do the right thing, everything kind of works out, usually, right? And these idiots, and and probably the guys at AOJ, probably Checkmat, too. Yeah. Their first thought is self-preservation. Right? They're like, all right, so... That they guy took advantage of, of her. Hmm, how can I make sure I'm okay in this? They covered their own ass. Hey, hey, here's what you do. You call the fucking cops. Yeah. You call this girl's parents. Nip you fire this douchebag. Yeah. And you, you blow it up in his face. What do you? That's how you handle it. Yeah. And I, and I, I think, and I have to, I think it's blatantly obvious the reason why 
if you if and I want to I'll confirm the OJ and I think it was Checkmat, but all three, they're all major major names in the game. Dude, you know what I want they're, to bring they're up? So it's just saving, trying to save their asses by how do you how do you save your ass? Well, let's destroy this child. Yeah, look, man, I don't know anything about the AOJ story, so I don't I won't comment too much. Yeah, I don't think we can until I confirm. You just did a whole bunch. Okay. Um anyway, luckily this is not a news outlet. This is just yeah. two idiots talking. Um Dude, you don't have to read that right now. I'm t- we'll get up on it later. Sorry, but I want to bring up uh one of the episodes you and I did a couple, you know, weeks ago. I, I was like, Oh yeah, they wanted me to fight that guy. Yeah. Um and it turns out it, I was saying the wrong guy. It was a different teammate of his. Okay. And I was like, oh, shit, I have to do like a retraction. And then I read a little bit more. Oh, no, he also sexually abused somebody else. So we're good there. Okay. So whether you're good then. That's why I was like, when I was reading this story, I was like, it looked like Cyborg actually did the right thing. He like he fired the guy. He reached out to the parents right away. And then I, you, you read something else. It's like, oh, there's a trend. Yeah. This happened a few times. He protected the other guy. And that's why, you know, everything blew up in his face, as it should. Yeah, the whole thing is just, I, I, it's disgusting. And um, it's I just so, avo- I mean, look, it's a, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, dude. Do you think I would ever be like, hey, Pete, you know, one of our teen girls is doing a fight to win in Ohio. Can you drive her there and stay in that hotel? You no. Think, you think I would ever let you do that? Do you think really? I would want to do of that? Of course not, dude. But that the point is, like, there's something called a red flag. Like you guys yeah. didn't. Nobody was like, "What I mean, the hell's going on here?" For I mean, to varying degrees. First off, dude, I wouldn't even. Dr- All right, here's the thing. It would be the parents stay here. You stay somewhere else. You, I, and dude, and that one's so obvious we can ignore it. But yeah. I wouldn't even. I I don't even. I don't hug people. You don't notice that. I only yeah. high five. Yeah, yeah. Whether you're an adult or a kid, you get a high five. Yeah. And a pat on the head. Literally, yeah. if you're an adult, I'll pat you on the head. Good yeah. job. Good job. That's about it, man. My job is not to try to figure out what your comfort levels are, yeah. like in, in in a split second. Yep. Because if you make the wrong judgment call, it doesn't. Ooh. You're making somebody uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, you so I always act as if that person's uncomfortable with physical contact. And the truth is, no matter who I interact with, I know at least one person in that interaction is uncomfortable with physical contact. Yeah. Because I'm involved. I don't like, I'm not a hugger. I'm not like. You're dude, not Tony or me. It's funny. When I first started dating Melissa, um, like I went out and I met her friends. And then the second time I went out with the same friends, the one friend like was coming in to like give me a kiss on the cheek. I gave her a high five. <laughs> and it was like this big weird thing. And then I went to eat. Melissa's sister invited me over to like have a go to a barbecue at her house, which turned out to be a trap. I walk in and they have like the fine china set up in the dining room and the parents are there. And they're all like, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? But anyway, like her sister comes up to say hi. I try to high five her. She's like, no, no, no. We kiss on the cheek now. Like we didn't do, I didn't do that. Yeah. I'm not a hugger. I'm not a cheek kisser. Dude, I, I'm a high fiver. That's fine. I'll shake your hand. I'll give you a fist bump. Yeah. You guys, I'll hug you guys. Yeah. You know, I've had your sweat in my eyeballs. <laughs> it's a different story. It is a different story. I just don't understand I do, man. I, here's the thing, because there are some monsters out there. There are some bad people out Unfortunately, there. Unfortunately, every in every walk of life, there's a, a monster out there. In every, yeah. And I'm going to say this without knowing, but there's somebody out there that's probably got a, something happen. Oh, here? 
everywhere. Statistically, of course. Of course, and that's of why course. I'm saying Statist- statistically. You yeah, have to say we that. we talked about that. I think we talked about it in a staff meeting. We could talk about it here. I want us all when we were trying to figure out like what's the best policy for uh, for training with women. Yeah. Which this conversation called Avery Clements. She writes articles about yeah. it. It's just. There's like there's just so many different like voices and opinions on it, and one is like Juliana's stance is you treat women like you treat everybody. Yeah. And my stance is you can't do that. Yes. You can't do that. That's not fair because you don't know what everybody's history is. Yes. And I always like to assume. Error on the side. Error on the side caution. of cautious. Like our job, the last thing that we can do. The last thing I would ever want to do is make somebody uncomfortable in a way that they don't want to train jujitsu anymore. Exactly. It's not because I'm going to lose a student. It's because that person had the opportunity to change their life for the better, and we got in the way of that. That's I want to That's commit separate. Yeah, if that happens, That's the dude, sin. if that happened because of one of you guys, like you know the deal. Yeah, like you have to either commit seppuku or banishment. Yeah. And I'd rather you guys kill yourself on my mat. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You know, because at least... It would look make, good in the meme. It would look awesome, dude. And, like, I would do the beheading, right? Oh, that'd be awesome. As, like, you... <laughs> and then, <laughs> I would assist. But, and, 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 and I'll speak for the staff, and I don't think I'm wrong when I say this. I think every one of us know this. Yeah, you guys know In the that. sense that our job is not to turn somebody away. Our job is to get people to want more. Dude, you are a ferryman. You are not a gatekeeper. Yeah. You are a ferryman. You're not a gatekeeper. Your job, everybody's job here. So we we just happen to be talking about one specific thing, which yeah. is, you know, women and, and abuse and, and their experience and making sure they're comfortable and safe. But there are a lot of ways that somebody can turn somebody away from training. Yeah. You know, you could just be. We've seen it. Yeah, and we have no tolerance for it. I and mean, it's not because, I got to point this out. Guys, we have like 400 plus students. Us like losing a couple dozen students is not, it's not going to make, it's not that. It's not going to kill us. Look, do I ever want to lose a student? Of no. course not. But that's not our motivating factor. That's yeah. not a, an, like a, that's not a, a factor in our decision making. Yes. Our job is to create these huge ripples throughout the community. Our job is to change people's lives. And that's what gives me the most purpose, passion, and fulfillment. And anytime somebody fires me, meaning they stop training jujitsu, part of me dies because I blew it. I blew it. That person all was this close, man. Yeah. Or they could have been. Like, you know that Geico commercial where the fisherman's holding the dollar on the yes. and like the girl's jumping. He's like, Oh, you almost got you almost had it. You almost had it. You yeah. gotta be quicker. Yeah. Dude, it's like that dollar bill is jujitsu and you almost had it. Yeah. You almost had it. Our job is to make sure that nothing gets in the way of that. And people are fragile, man. People are very fragile, especially in the beginning. Yes. So sometimes it's as simple as they showed up and, like, you forgot their name. Yeah. Which, that's very, very fragile. And that's why we but need to put not, names on the lapels. Right, right. <laughs> Pete's like, whoa, man. Tall order. 150, 150. Yeah, Dunbar. Yeah, if you can name 150 of my students right now, I will, I will fall over. I'd have to see them. <laughs> um, what were you saying? So anyway, there's a lot of ways you could get in the way of that. Probably the most obvious is somebody's like a white belt and they get a bruiser and the guy's a dick and he beats yeah. the crap out of them. That's unacceptable as well. That, you know, that's it's that's uh, that's a valid point. I, and it's funny because uh, on my travels yesterday, I was listening to uh, Professor Miguel's um, podcast. 
Yeah. And uh, tapping in, which is a good. little bit more refined than ours. A little bit more. I'd he say. does that big lead in. Yes. Music. Yeah. He has a lot of like inflection in his voice. Yes, he does. Little, he's got a little Telemundo so going different. on there. Telemundo. Yeah, a little. He's got that spicy blood. And like man. I've said to him, I says it takes an old guy to leave you to direct you young black yeah. belts along the path. Keep you guys on and track. Roy's, sure. Roy's six years older than me. Is he really? Yeah. Um, but he brought this up, and it was interesting. And and I I know where you go with this, and it it makes perfect sense. But it's like when you pair people up. Now we do the pull the line. Yeah. Most of the time, but we also have to. Still, and I know I do it almost every class. I go, okay, you two, you know, I'm not going to put this 16 year old kid with somebody that's seven two, three hundred. Yeah, you're pounds. also you're also not putting that 16 year old kid with a soccer mom. No, I'm not. I'm not because that's pretty goddamn awkward. And to not acknowledge that is ridiculous. Yes, yes, and, ridiculous. And I've we've had it where, dude. I got to tell you, when I was 16, my English teacher, Miss Chambliss. She was a black belt under my uncle in karate, and she was also a white belt in jiu-jitsu at the school. Mm -hmm. And the way my uncle ran a jiu-jitsu class was, it was very like kata. You know, like everybody would like, we would cut the line in half, uh, you got, we would drill on a cadence. You're like, under the leg, stack, turn, pass. Stuff that would drive you guys nuts. <laughs> and then, you know, you do like, like core four, stand tall, bow, slap hands, rotate with the clock. Mm -hmm. You're facing a new partner. So you're gonna train with just about, not even train, you're gonna practice techniques into a cadence yeah sorry tom against you know with the entire class so she's like yeah i love jujitsu but the other day i got partnered up with um um this 15 year old boy and let's just say i won't be doing that again yeah that's not good she's like he got a, a boner got a boner yeah. like dude you don't do that to a 15 year old boy and you don't do that to a 40 year old woman yeah and to be like no tough like this everybody's treated equally you're an idiot yeah not, not you thomas i'm just saying yeah. like that's why we have to – but listen. Get a direct traffic. The point is this. I've I've come close in the past. We talked about my wheels always turning too much. I was going to literally codify how to partner people up and give people like a color. Like somebody comes in, like, oh, that guy's red. Yeah. You can imagine what the red guy is. You know, like the maniac. He's red. He's red. <laughs> and then on the other side of the spectrum is like green. Yeah. You know, like uh, not even like a Joan. That would be – that would be like a yellow. A green would be like Rob Scarborough. Okay. Tough, strong, yeah, technical, but not a psychopath. Correct. So, so green would be like me. You can't hurt me if you tried. Yeah. I'm I'm very good at jujitsu, and I like to help people. So I can go with anyone. You know, red can only go with red or green. Yeah. And then you have like yellow. You got pink. You got all this stuff in the middle. That's how you have to when you line up an entire class. You need, to, as an instructor, you got to know your dogs. Like, you got to know who you got. Yes. You should be able to be like, all right, no, no way. Yep, okay, perfect. He could go with anybody. New guy, you get him. You should be able to do that immediately. Now, here's the thing. I know I cut you off. I don't care. So <laughs> I'm going to answer the question because it's an awesome question. Yeah. Because you said sometimes we pull the line. Sometimes we do. Not every single Not time. Not every time. Because I need to do this picking and choosing several times to establish the culture first. Mm-hmm to teach everybody like you know the way we do this the proper way and you have to account for people not listening being too stupid or not having any self-control yeah and then eventually they're all going to be rowing the boat in the same direction to the point where you've trained that pack and now you can pull the line yeah even if there's a new guy in, in class you can pull the line you gotta learn them you gotta learn the process yeah. how we do things around here and uh, again that goes back to uh you know we know 
who who is in the class? We just got that last paper, by the way. Awesome. We're closing. Closing. We're there. Almost. <laughs> I'm going to get hit by a bus driving out there. Don't say that. Dude. Don't say that. Dude, I had to. It's funny because we Professor t- Larry might be driving it. That's the problem. I, yeah, right. <laughs> he'll, he'll hit me with the bus and then collar choke me. Uh, me and Melissa have been joking about this, which is pretty not funny. But uh, every step of the way where we didn't think this was going to work and it would go through, we'd celebrate a little bit. And I'd be like, dude, this is. This is like where we're at. I'm going to get everything's going well, and I'm going to walk outside, and like a jet turbine's going to fall off the wing and land on my head. <laughs> Blue ice. So last, so today's closing day, late last night, one of her friends got real hurt, like her shoulder. Oh. And I had some, um, for my, my surgery, I had like naproxen or something, mm-hmm. like a really powerful anti-inflammatory. And her, she couldn't get hers filled because her pharmacy had already closed. Yeah. So I was like, I'll drive it out there. And it's pretty late, and, like, I was tired, and, you know, I, I take melatonin before yeah. I go to bed. I was all dosed on melatonin. I was like, I'll drive it out, you know, because this friend is worth it. She does everything for Melissa. Yeah. And Melissa, I'm walking out to the car. She's like, be careful. <laughs> I was like, this is it. This is the movie. This, this is, is I get hit movie. by the yeah. bus now. <laughs> Credits roll. But I made it. You made it home. Well, you made it I here, did. so that's a good thing. I did. So, But, yeah, I thought that that's uh, – and that's really important. Uh, the pairing up, you know, because there's there's a lot of times where is it important, Pete? I wouldn't say it's that important. I always like to put Joan with RC and people <laughs> like that because yeah, the a good truth pairing. is Joan would going with RC would probably be the safest person for Joan. He's so good. I gotta get. I'm he not giving you any smooth. props, RC. Dude, I started training. He that was that one of the guys I. So believe it or not, RC, uh, you know, close to 300 pounds. He was one of the the first guys I was training with when I came back from my pec surgery. Yeah, it's just smooth, man. He is good. Self-control. He's And it's, I'm telling you, and I keep saying, I said, you're like a 150-pound guy in a suit. And he can feel like that, too. Oh, he does. He's so light. He's very light. I mean, he's, gro- he's grown and he's improved immeasurably since he was the gravedigger. Yeah. You know, the nickname changed. Dude, he's the Raging Chihuahua. That's he's the good, Raging Chihuahua. That's a fitting name. I told him he owes me a lot of money every time they bring that up. Yeah. But Dude, we uh, yeah. um anytime we talk about partnering people up and like what might deter somebody, it's also important to point out you can't we can't get too far away from the hard training and we can't we can't cater to everybody. Yeah. The truth is jujitsu is not for everyone. Like there's a caveat there. So, you know, hashtag jujitsu for everyone, everybody uses that. Yeah. Jujitsu for everyone with a little asterisk. And at the bottom in small fine print is anyone willing to get off the fucking couch first off, embrace discomfort, embrace playing the role of the fool, being okay with being incompetent, being okay with getting a little bit beat up, yeah, being okay with like getting roughed up just a little bit. That's a big caveat, though. You have to be willing to. Well, you, well, here's what and, we're so good at. I and and it's this is just the, the 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 plain Jane of I think anything. If you're gonna do anything that's a physical activity, full contact. From the first class, it's full contact. Yeah. There's a pretty good chance you may get dinged up. Yeah, but dude, here's the thing. You have to be We're aware so good at you come in, everybody's taking great care of you, everybody's happy to see you. We're That's not, what we, we We're we very like, good at it. We're the best. Yes. We're, we're building rapport from day one, from minute one, you know, and we're handing you off to students. Like you're meeting the senior students, yeah. you're seeing your peers, everybody's happy to see you. We're excited to have you in yep. class. We're breaking things down. We're great teachers. The structure of the class is great. And then when it's time to go live, 
you've got a couple tools in your pocket. So it's not like you're walking in, we throw a bag over your head, and we start beating the crap out of you with, like, uh, wiffle ball bats. Oh, i got to restructure my class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? That should be your black belt test. That is my black belt test, right? you got to get I the... pull up in a van, five of us jump out and throw a bag over your head, <laughs> just start beating the crap out What was that movie, Bad Boys, where they get the cough, the soda cans, uh, Bill, uh, what's his name, Penn? Um, uh, Penn, the actor. Sean Penn? Sean Penn. Where he's in the, the the high school prison, and he fills the soda bag full of so or a, a, a pillowcase full of sodas, and he whoops the hell out of all the bad guys, yeah. all the, the the bullies, and he becomes the guy, becomes we'll, the guy. We'll in the do prison. Uh, what is it? Uh, not a code, a blanket party. Yeah, the blanket Blank, party. Blanket in, uh, yeah. in uh, they tape them down. Full metal jacket. Full metal jacket. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, uh, and I'll use Saturday as an example for the Fundamentals Nogi class. You know, we had two guys, two friends come in, first class. Michael and Mar Mario. 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 Mario or Mario, depending on where, where you're from. Yeah. But uh, they came in, and I had, uh, Mario was with uh, Angelo, and uh, Michael was with uh, Brian, uh, Steve's husband. Helen's husband. Yeah. Steve. Or Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you you have a future in politics. I do, I do. I could be uh, <laughs> I could be Joe Biden, but uh, dude, Brian's uh, he's he's a uh, a paradox. He's a he's a tough one to figure out, man, in a good way because yes. he's the nicest guy on the mat, yeah. and he's smooth, and he's technical, and then like at the right times, he tries to murder you, and he's vicious. Yes. Which I like. Yes. I like that. Dude, we were rolling one time. He pulls the mask off. Yeah, well, we were rolling one time, and it got it got real, uh, not ever. Yeah, it got adversarial. Yeah. yeah, Dude, we're doing a combat sport. Like, come on. I was okay with it. Yeah. He was okay with it. We both fucking loved it. So yeah. let's say what it is. And we got done. He just, he got pretty violent. Like, hand in the, like, in the face kind yeah, of, yeah, which yeah. I like. I like that. Sometimes. Not all the time. Depends on who does it. Like it can't if, be all knees and elbows. If Hodges was doing it, I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> um, but we got done. He's like, man, I was listening to the podcast, and like you brought up the fact that like we're not we're not playing patty cake. Yeah. Like sometimes we're too considerate. You just got to know. You have to know when. There's right. a time and place and a person for everything. Right. So I like the kind of guys that can that can um, dance on both sides. You have to be able to. I think. I well, think, not everybody can. I, and I understand that. But what I'm saying is, I think in order, to, I think those are the guys that are, have a better success and a better future. Of in course, hundred percent. Because they're going to be. I mean, I mean, look, they're going to have a better path along the way because Dude, they they have a better concept of how everything should go in the game. They're also going to get more looks. Yes. You know, they're going to get more repetitions. More people going to want to train with them. Um, but anyway, Friday, dude, I'm teaching class. The noon class we had. Four collegiate wrestlers. Yeah, we talked about Which this. was awesome. It was cool. But uh, I made the speech because one of them, uh, Kyle, he wrestled at TCNJ. Real good wrestler, yeah. dude. And he he does, like, the funk rolls and stuff. Yep. And, like, crab rides. So his wrestling translates very well, very well to, to jiu-jitsu. Jiu but, you know, on Friday his partner was Font. So <laughs> bum, 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 bum. it was just hilarious, dude, because we're going live from or we're, we're doing guard passing. We went live from the guard. So it was two minutes on top, two minutes on bottom to f just to finish class. Yeah. Like you're not even sweating yet. Kyle does the first two minutes trying to pass Fonz's guard and he was done laying on his back, hands over his head. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like you're going to have to slow. The more you move with a guy like this, like the harder it's going to be for you and the easier it's going to be for him. Yeah. 
So I end the class with the speech, you know, one of the greatest hits, which is we're we're not we're not here to win. That like that's not even the point. We're here to like to to get really good at this. We're here to hand ourselves over to the process. Yeah. And you like I can't do this for you guys. You all need to take the responsibility to put yourself in spots you're not that good at. Yes. You know, like if I had and I was like, I'm not just picking on the wrestlers who are gonna come in here, of course you're gonna tend to wrestle more. Top game. Yeah. And not even jujitsu top game, just like more just, of like a yeah. wrestling top game, trying to circle around the feet and like yep. pin the shoulders. I was like, if I had a Delhiva guy in here and was partnering up with one of the white belts and he's playing Delhiva, I'd be like, why are you even here? Yeah. Why are you even in class? Like, what are you here for? Mm-hmm. It's clearly not to like expand your, your comfort zone yeah. and like add new skills. Then what the hell are you doing? Um, but mostly it was directed at the wrestlers. Yeah. But anyway, my first role was with Ann, with Anthony. Who's a beast? Yeah, he's he's built like a brick shit house, <laughs> you know, stud, stud wrestler, collegiate wrestler, division two wrestler. Yeah. yeah, man, beast. It's and good to have him back. Such a nice guy, smiling all the time, just super respect, hyper respectful. Just a nice, just like his dad. I miss. Yeah. I wish his dad would come back. Just a nice. guy. But anyway, my first round with him, tries playing butterfly guard, doesn't wrestle at all, scrambles in like a jujitsu sense. Yeah, and I was just like, man, like you're gonna. There's not going to be a limit for you now. No. If you know, if you can embrace that with a black belt, which the truth is, it's probably easier to tangle like that with a black belt. Yeah. Like from if I if you wanted to like do the salsa with someone who's never danced before, it's not going to look pretty. No. It takes two to tango kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, a lot of dance references. Hey. But uh, did you go to Marshall Highland this weekend? Yeah. I was like, dude, you uh, you got no limit now. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. He's outside the box. Dude, I think that people to get stuck in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? People to get stuck in the box, stay in the box. And I had very early on when I came back to training, uh, my comfort zone was wrestling. You know, my wrestling base from the time I was eight years old. When I came back, and and I think I've brought it up before that the one thing that was said to me was, "Get comfortable on bottom. Yeah, get your back to the mat. Train off your back a lot because you're going to be there." And the yeah. more you kind of break down those walls, you can use your wrestling to advance your game, but you can't base your game on your wrestling. That's the distinction. Yes. You're not going to throw the wrestling out. No. Like so you can it. scramble. I was, yeah. and, and I was explaining to those we wrestlers. The toolbox. I was like, good, look, get good at butterfly and then play half guard off of it. Yeah. And anytime you play half guard, you can wrestle. Come up on a single leg. Yeah. And that'll be that's going to be a good like introduction to you playing guard. You're Let's start there. Game. <laughs> sure, sure. I love playing the, the butterfly half. Butterfly yeah. half, and I'm coming up, and I'm wrestling. I'm getting on other people. I love that, man. Yeah, dude. Um, so that leads me to this, and we'll leave at this because I got it. I got some. I got somewhere to be. What are you gonna do today? Uh, I'm going to McDonald's. Awesome. Yeah, the ball pit's back open, so I figured I'd go. Yay! Um, McDonald's, get the hell out of here. Still nothing, dude. Still nothing from uh, the powers that be about yeah. a, a healthy diet, a healthy lifestyle. It's frustrating. It's infuriating, dude. You know, we're at the point now where if you're the one who got the vaccine, you're you're the healthy one. Yeah. Like you're the you're the model citizen because you got the vaccine. You know what's funny? We had a, a party Saturday night went to. And uh we go and you know, they have uh they, they had it was okay food, but uh, it was like a chicken parm. So I had some chicken parm. Nice. Had some salmon, had the vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. Then we go back to I whatever mean, like, fat ass. Yeah. And then it was we go back to to the house, and they had hoagies. It was primo hoagies. I love primo hoagies. They're good, dude. They I had one on vacation. So I good. was very impressed. 
And that's my favorite hoagie. Got some I could go mayo way on back. there. I could go way back. When I worked in the way back when, in the 90s when I worked for the Navy when, after I got out. You were in the Navy? That's hard to believe. <laughs> you never knew? Let me tell you a story. Where were you Let stationed? spin you a yarn. <laughs> no, but when I was down in Philly there, we used to go to the only, it was the only Primos. It was the original Primos. You Top had to notch. order by 9 a.m. or you didn't get a hoagie. Stop it. I had to order by wow. 9. And we used to order. We'd go pick it up. And I remember going back to the office and be like, oh, yeah, God, it's so you just good. Knew, when it touched you your just lips. knew about what you were about to experience. Yes, yes. But Dude, I had like a that. cigarette after. So that's how good it was. Oh, God. But we go. We're there. And I, I don't eat the bread. I just eat the meat. You yeah. know? I, and I'm like, I, I, I'm always, they're like, I got. I always get that. Why don't but you? But the eat truth the bread? is, you might have been the only person there who who actually could eat the bread, who like deserved to eat the bread. Yeah. Anyway, anyway yeah. let's not. I just want to bring that up. Still nothing. Just still nothing. It should be the base for everybody. So, you know, we're talking about like uh, encouraging the wrestlers to play different things and, yes. and how to be a good partner. And one of the things we always talk about is everyone plays a role in the academy. And and at the uh, belt ceremony, I brought up. Like some people have a more visible role, some people are have a more vocal role, but they're all equally impor- important. Yeah. Like somebody, like like the silent assassin, like Greg, I wouldn't trade him for anybody. I need that guy. It just so happens that, you know, somebody like Russ is more vocal, so yeah. it's a little bit more obvious the role he's playing. But they both play a deeply important role, crucial, crucial. Um, some roles just seem to like move the needle a little bit more, and that's okay. But that only the needle that's moving is based off the backs of the guys who are quiet. There, there's a lot to that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, one of the things I want to bring up is, especially with the purple belts. When I gave out those purple belts, I gave out what like six of them. Seven? Six. Six. six yeah. Yeah, which is great, man. And I gave out. I, you know, I talked about each guy and girl, and anybody who's there would probably agree that all six speeches were very, very different. As each as each person was, yeah. And one of the things I said is, just as we all play a different role in the academy, jujitsu does something differently for our lives, yeah. right? And by the time you're a purple belt, that becomes pretty apparent. It's pretty obvious. And of like the six purple belts or so that I gave out, just some of like the the differences. Like one guy, you know, he's doing it to like you know stay in shape and and want to you know be able to be a better cop and and. You know, there's fun and excitement and enjoyment and fulfillment out of it. And sweat for some. <laughs> Garrett. Dude, how about Garrett? Before we even did anything, his pants were so was sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> was it Tuesday? I think I hate to go on the diatribe, but it's just so fun. Tuesday, we're sitting there and I'm like, dude, your shins are sweating. <laughs> we're just drilling. We weren't even We weren't even doing anything yet. Dude, he was here Saturday and after class, after we were done training, he was he has he was having trouble getting um finishing from the back. And I was like, "All right, here, let me show you. You ever see like American Werewolf in in Paris?" Uh yes. And yes. like he just start, he starts getting super hot and his skin literally turns into like like bright red. Yes. Dude, I took his back he doesn't. He doesn't always only sweat like a He's lunatic, hot, right? bro. He runs hot. He was yeah. at least 103 degrees. <laughs> I mean, it's probably from like him being all over the country getting yeah. COVID for the last like seven months. <laughs> He's had it two times. Yeah, He's just an incubator now. No, nah, he's actually been clear the whole time. I tell you what, and and I want and I kind of said it to Garrett. You know, he came up, slapped hands, I gave him a hug. I said, and I reminded him. I said, and it all started when you came to open mat here. 
Is that how, how it things started? changed? It was him. So it's all thanks to you. It's uh, I'm going to take full credit because Dude, without it, me, Garrett, it's because of the homies. It was no seriously. The homies were, were friends with Muriel. Yeah, Muriel came here, and then she she encouraged them to come. Actually, was it Muriel that was here, or was it um, what do you call it? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Garrett's become like a like a pillar of the freaking yeah, tribe. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He he really is, and he's one of those examples, dude. Like he's never he's a been, guy. He's carry. He's quiet. Carries a big stick, and he's not yeah. afraid to get into it. He's not afraid to get after it. No, dude. He doesn't. He doesn't turn down. Hard. He doesn't turn down a freaking role. But no. what I'm so impressed by, he's like the the perfect case study. And like, if you show up more, you get really good. He's gotten really good. He's gotten. I he's always him. been athletic. Right, but that only goes so far. I watched him roll with uh, Aladdin, yeah, like a week or two ago, and I was like, Whoa. "We were watching that together, yeah, dude." Freaking Aladdin. Aladdin is a hell of a guard passer, dude. Hell of a guard passer. He does stuff. I'm just. He's like, one of the best guard passers that I've seen. He's really, really good. Probably because he doesn't have an ACL and like his knee can bend. It's funny either how that direction. is. It's all that skiing and the. Uh, but man, Swiss Alps. Garrett looked incredible, man. It's like he's just he turned that corner. You know people turn the corner where they develop like a good bottom game and they can pass a high level guy's guard. It's just that's where he's at. Yeah. And it's cuz he's on the mat so much. He's got he's really and I mean we could get the Fonz when we talk about it too that you know you get a guy like Garrett is just he's really he's a good flow. He's always got a good flow wherever he is. And then you get a, a Fonz who's just he can it's, put the brakes on you. He can put the brakes on you. He can really stop everything yep. that's going on in Cuz and he understands it too. Dude, Fonz turned the huge corner. Both those guys, I got to point out. So, like, Garrett's a little bit more, I guess, outgoing than the Fonz. Like, Fonz is more of a quiet guy. Yes. You know, super nice, super respectful. He's awesome. But, and, like, when you get him talking, like, he's pretty fucking he's interesting. Funny, he's funny, yeah. but he's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, Garrett's a little bit more outgoing. You know, Garrett's like Captain America. He's the outgoing, he, like, smiling, blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy. Um, he's the But poster. both of them, dude, I, I really like, and it... It still gets me, dude. You never get used to it, but you get two guys like that, pretty like stoic, strong, young guys. They're you know successful in their fields. They're cops. Um, they've got it. All, they got their shit together. Yeah. And they're just here training. So it's not like there's some middle aged guy lost 100 pounds or like you know they're young scared. Guys too. Young guys. And uh, they both put up on the on the interwebs afterwards like how much it meant to them. You know, like uh, like the Fonz put up something along the lines of like to say I'm like proud of myself is an understatement. Yeah, which that's crazy for like he's such a, he's a stud. He is, and like it's a piece of cloth going around your waist, which of course it's, it's not. It's that. way 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 yeah, more, than more than that. But for some like two guys like that, these young stoic guys to still like you know show that kind of yeah, it means a lot, man. It does. It's just crazy. It does, and you know. It, I brought it up uh, the weekend of Monday, Mondays during Monday, and I said, guys, I said, be here Wednesday. And it was a fundamentals class. I said, be here Wednesday. I go, because, and it's something that we've you've brought up a hundred times, and it just rings true. I go, when in your adult life do you get recognized in front of all of your peers? Yeah. And it's not like work. You should make that into a t-shirt. I should. And, and be like Rich and claim credit for it. I did. I, right. I should get a kickback for that. I, I came up with this guy called stuff. Everybody Parada. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Everyday Parada. Brilliant. But, no, no they, <clears throat> I started a podcast called Joe Hogan. <laughs> yeah. um, no, and I and it really is, and especially when you get the, the, the white belts that are just starting out, they have no idea. Yeah. 
because they're just starting their journey. But you get to the you know the grizzled vet white belts that were like uh, uh, Evan and Angelo and Steve and Steve and all these other guys guys and girls that are getting their their blue belt. They've been through a lot. A lot. They've been through a lot. A lot and happens in a year, man. They're getting recognized in front of their peers. And when you think about a peer group, the peer group is obviously the people you're surrounded by. But this peer group you're surrounded by that you do what we do with, dude. They're it's the so much. They're more. the they're like the uh, the forge in which you you're like hardening the steel the of your steel. sword. It's iron. Your peer, iron. Yeah, that whole thing. But like but your it's peer so group. True. It's not so much that like it's the iron. It's just like it's the process. It's more nurture. Yeah, it's the and process. It's funny because at belt do. promotions, the AM crew was in one corner yeah. cheering like crazy <laughs> it was like for middle each school other. dance, <laughs> and the night crew was over here. Which Everyone's like, I'm not gonna wang chung with those guys. No, which is cool, dude. And and we talk about that how kind of going against tradition and and maybe even be- better judgment. I kind of encourage the clickiness in jujitsu because. It it keeps you on track. Checks. Yeah, Gives like you, you checks. I I like I like you guys forming like your cliques and your peer groups within the tribe. Yeah, it happens. Kind of happens, dude. In a tri- like, think about like if it if it were like a traditional tribe, it'd be like you'd have the hunting party, yep. you'd have like the gathering party, you have the elders, yeah. which is you. You know, you would have like all, and the kids. Everybody plays a different role, yeah. and like w- within that like system, you're gonna have cliques. And they keep you on track. They keep you honest. They keep you motivated. They shower you with like affection yeah. and and pride. Like when you do something, it's it's important. It's and we, we kind of celebrate. That. You need somebody to slap you in the back of the head from time to time and say, "Dude, what the?" Well, f- we're are there you doing? for that too. Well, yeah, but you know, there that you need that, and it's your peer group. There's a lot more value, and I know you know this. There's a lot more value when it comes from your friend that goes, "What the hell are you doing? Yeah, why aren't you doing this? Why are you off the track?" And maybe you, you know, you fall off a little bit. Your peer group says, dude, come on back. Yeah. I forget who it happened to. Yeah, you're accountable to these people. They come back and all of a sudden the group is tight knit, you know. And, and that, but yeah. that, it, that, that structure is what keeps people ingrained and involved in the academy. And you can have a hundred clicks in the academy, but we're all still one. And they are all still one. It's like there's, it's not like the old, uh, well, we're not going to train with this group because they may know secrets that we don't. You have your group. But you also have your group of one where we're all together in yeah. class. And it's, you know, the streams are crossing. It's just, it's we're still just here. the way it is. We're still here to celebrate each other. So. 100%. Look, I got to go, man. All right. I got somewhere to be. You got a thing. Things are never going to be the same after this. I know. Onwards and upwards. That's the big. thing. So, I mean. Right. I'll catch you guys on the other side. All right, guys. Have a good one.